First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. Something amazing. We both have themes. They're opposing. Yeah, I've got a bunch of people who are using biotech to build products that we're going to have in our near future. Uh, my facts are very varied yet somehow consistent. I talk about Facebook and incurable diseases and the Rio Olympics. Also, you can grow yourself a mushroom lamp. That's all in this episode of Something Amazing. What? <laughs> Something amazing. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> how are you going? Good, how are you? Yeah, great, Matt Saracini. What's up? Uh, nothing much, Amberly Cull. Uh, welcome to Something, Something amazing. amazing. That was the most seamless conversation we could have that both mentioned our own names and said hello to each other. It's such a natural uh, conversation between two human beings. Okay, so Something Amazing is a podcast that... Uh, where me and Matt go and find facts or tidbits and stories. The only rule being it has to be Something, Something amazing. amazing. So, do you want to go first? Don't you have three facts? I do have three facts. Well... If I'm good at maths, which I am, I would say it would make sense for you to go first. I actually had five facts, but then I couldn't understand two of them, so <laughs> I've, I've cut them down to and three. I, and am I right in assuming you have a theme this week? Yeah, so it's all about... No, you can't tell me. I have to guess a the theme. Okay. Because I also have a theme that you have to guess. Okay. I'll... And my theme is loose. <laughs> is that the theme, loose? No. No, the theme it's is like, of a characteristic. It's like, you'll hear the stories and you'll be like, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by loose. Um, As I, in non-existent. Okay. So. But if you believe, there'll anything be a theme. can be existent. A theme will appear. When you believe, somehow you will. I'm going to start you there. Um, you will when you <laughs> believe. Fact number one. Number one. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Good morning, cow-free milk <gasps> is the headline. I think I'm going to like this. So, this is all about synthetic dairy. So, so not like almond milk, coconut milk, rice milk, oat milk, hemp milk, macadamia milk. Oh, no, no, no. No, this is animal milk using no animals. Like uh, like meat, like how they're doing meat, we're but with milk. We're moving into a post-animal economy. <gasps> yes. So, basically... Um, it's called cellular agriculture, so growing cells. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a scientific field that has um, grown a lot and advanced a lot over the last few years. But what they do is they use biotechnology, <laughs> whatever that is, to produce proteins and biomolecules typically derived from animals. These are some molecules I can get behind. So it's, apparently it's just like brewing a beer. So you know how you like you get your ingredients and, and stuff. you add some stuff and then beeps and beer appears. This is like <laughs> they take some of these cells, they mix it up with some biotechnology and milk appears. Yeah, so this is what they're doing with meat as well. Yeah, it's yeah, can you not jump ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just very interested in this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so okay, so what 
they do is um, the cellular factories, they brew food and beverages more locally and sustainably. And at the same time, the technique kind of alleviates the environmental impact of livestock yeah, farming. Yeah, save that environment. And improves food security because you know exactly where your stuff is coming yeah. from, not what it's being mixed with and everything. Would you... Would you- have it? I would. I, I would. I would taste anything once. Yeah, the milk and, and the meat. If it tasted exactly like milk yeah. and it used no animals and it cost more, I would buy that. I would Great. prefer that. See, I'm not a vegetarian um, because I. I we talked about this. Like, could I be a vegetarian? Yeah. Because um, you like the taste. I like the taste, and I cra- like I like the protein. Like every time I eat a vegetarian meal, I'm like, this, this is great, but it would be better with meat. Right. But you know, guilty conscience. All those animals. Yeah. So. Because so, I personally, I don't like meat and I don't like milk. So I probably wouldn't have these things, but I'm so glad that they exist. Yeah. To like, to stop animals having to be hurt. Well, isn't this like the whole thing? Like the feed the world thing is, is going to be really hard to feed the world. So we need stuff We're like We're ruining this. the world with cow farts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the methane from the cow. Yeah. You know, some people would like started putting like these th- Things that capture the cow farts, and then they use that methane to like power stuff. Ah, yeah. So like, this is my TV. It is made <laughs> through cow farts. <laughs> exactly. So, um, the company that I was talking about uh, with this synthetic milk mm-hmm. uh, is called Perfect Day, uh, and it, it makes a cow-free milk. That's so cool. Contains exactly the same proteins as if it was produced by an actual cow, minus the cow. Yay! And minus lactose as well. Because so, you know, I. Love cows. Like they are. Because <laughs> they love lactose. Uh, cows are number one. The amount of videos on the internet with cows in them that are amazing is like all of them. What would I search for to find your cow? Video? Well, my favorite types of cow videos are either. Oh, there's three types. The first type is uh, cows that think they're dogs. The second type is we like cows that have been that have been rescued and like feeling grass for the third for the first time. The third. So type, sorry, like they've been stuck in a mud pit and they no, got they've out. been rescued from like a dairy a dairy farm. Okay, so I was like, yeah, okay. So they've been like strapped up in like a, oh. like a barn their whole lives. Oh, and it's then the first they... time they're allowed to go outside and feel grass. Yeah. What's that story you told about the cow that like escaped? Yeah, out of Cincinnati. There was like the dairy cow. They were like, all right, you can live in a sanctuary forever. Yeah, you This is this. really smart because he like jumped over a fence. And my third favorite is like some sort of uh, human going into a field and playing an instrument like a tuba or a kita or a harp and all of the cows just coming towards to listen to the music. <laughs> I want to see one of them. Can They're you share me one of them? Especially a tuba, a tuba inspired cow horde. All right. Well, that's my first of three in my theme. So. I hope that your theme is vegan. <laughs> no, it's not Christmas yet. <laughs> we should do a Christmas episode. Yeah, let's do a Christmas episode next week. All Christmas facts. Because, um, <laughs> That'll be our last one for the spoiler year. Spoiler alert, that's going to be our last one for the year. Because you're going to America. Going to America at it- the end of the millennium. Are you going to New York? No. Ah, no, I was going to ask you if you were. But I am going to go to Houston so I can go to the NASA. I can go to the NASA yeah. for you. Oh, thank you. Can you? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Can you? Uh, this is a special request from me. Is it get you a NASA t-shirt? Because everyone's asked me to do that. But I'm the only guy you do a podcast with every week. That's true. Is it to get you a NASA t-shirt? It wasn't actually, but now I want a NASA t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to ask if you could interview someone at NASA. <gasps> yeah. Like any, any, it could be the janitor. I don't care. Just like whip out your phone, turn 
turn on voice memo and ask them some questions for 100%, me. hundred percent. And I'll put it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something amazing hits the road. <laughs> road trip. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's hey, my fact. Have you, um, have you ever heard of Facebook? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's come up once or twice. Yeah, I'm trying not to use Facebook at the moment. Did I you know. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you have a thing that blocks the news feed. feed. Yeah, you just want the uh, little readies. Yeah, I feel calmer. That's the good. readies, notifications. Yes. yes. Did you know that in 2010, uh, Facebook experimented with its users' emotions without telling anyone? Yeah, I did. It's one of the worst, I'd say, experiments in human history that had absolutely no, like, medical approval or psychological approval. And the weirdest thing about this is that Facebook was like, hey, we did this, isn't it great? And everyone was like... (laughs) No, that's not great. It just reminded me of like like somebody who's been living on a desert island and they, they've just created their own sense of cultures. And they're like, <laughs> of course we sacrifice babies every Tuesday. That's just what we do on Sacrifice Baby Look Island. Look how good I cut this baby yeah, up. And everyone's like, no, don't cut babies, Facebook. So for those of you not aware of what this is. Um, atrocious. <laughs> uh, in 2010, Facebook teamed up with scientists to successfully alter users' moods by manipulating the posts they saw on their feed. But we teamed up with scientists. Yeah, everything a scientist has ever done has been for the good of the nation. Uh, so they used 689,003 users. Um, then they didn't need to sign any consent forms because, you know, terms and conditions that they'd already clicked yes to Yeah, you, I can exist. see anything. So they either removed all of the positive posts for some or all of the negative posts for others oh to see my. how it affected their moods. And, and how did it affect their moods, Emily? Well, that's the thing is you take your, your news feed off, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm sick of seeing all this like sadness in the world. Um, I'm, I'm sick oh, of Oh, no. You're sick of... Sorry. Other way around. People stop, like, stop watching news feeds because they're like, I'm sick of seeing how good all my friends are going. They're having babies. They're having promotions. Everyone shows this like cyber version of their life. Yeah. And it's making me depressed. Sure. But they actually found the opposite. They were like, if you see lots of negative posts, you'll be negative. If you see lots of positive posts, you'll be positive. So Emotions are contagious, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, don't be interested. <laughs> because, um, wow. Yeah. So when they came out, the people were pretty mad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now we know that, that facts. Also, PS <laughs> bonus. Did you know that Facebook keeps all of the status updates that we don't even post? So if you type something in oh, and you God. don't post it, yeah. Facebook still keeps that. What? Because... That's Facebook admitting that they can influence people. Yeah. Well, they can. (laughs) Of course they can. It's like a little hit of dopamine that they control. It's basically a digital slot machine. I don't know why people are just like, oh, but... It's a fact of life. It's it's not. Just don't use it. Or- but I don't. I don't. I don't. Personally, I don't get any negative experience out of using Facebook. I mean, maybe apart from wasting a bit of time. A bit of time. How often do you think you check Facebook? I check it a lot, but I don't like scroll through news feeds for hours because mm-hmm. I'm more interested in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. As we established last week, <laughs> very <laughs> selfish over solipism here. Solipism over there. Um, no, I've got a bit of sonder. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. 
Um, but I'm very proud of my Sonda. Does that uh, negate it? I don't know. I am so good at Sonda. <laughs> I am the best in the world at Sonda. I mean, I mean, just Sonda is just the appreciation that other people have a life that is as rich and varied as yours. It doesn't mean that it has to be a humble appreciation. Yeah, it's just so. an appreciation. Yeah. So you've got heaps of Sonda. Um, anyway, even if you have to use Facebook, just put on Kill Newsfeed. Just do it. Just do it. Just I like try seeing it. my friends' babies and, and, and videos of cows. Yeah, I think you've really trained your algorithm well, though. <laughs> Whereas mine was like this leftist bubble of like emotional roller coasters. So I'm like, get it away. Next fact. Yes. Fact number two. Fact number two. You can delete that or you can keep it in if you found uh, it quite enriching. I loved it. Uh, I'm telling you right now it's in. <laughs> I made the cut. Fact number two. That was good too. <laughs> it wasn't as good as yours. <laughs> the post-animal burger. <gasps> Your theme is vegan. It's not vegan. It's not. Do you want to know my theme? No, I want to figure it out okay. at the end. I'm hoping your third story is about ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> what was first, the chicken-free chicken or the egg-free egg white? Are you asking me the question? Yeah. No, there's an actual answer to this. The chicken-free chicken. Nah, egg whites. Really? Yeah, that was first. Oh, I guess because people like... Like they're like my protein and my egg white omelets. Actually, I didn't even know you could get egg-free egg whites. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Can um, you make a meringue out of them? Did you know you can? Did you know? <laughs> yeah, you, know you have meringues. Yes. And they're made out of egg whites. Yes. Did you know you can also make meringues out of aquafaba? What is aquafaba? I hear you ask. What it is, is aqua- the juice of chickpeas? Oh, have you had a chickpea meringue? I have. Um, and when someone else has made it, it's gone well. And when I've tried to make it, not well, not so great. <laughs> Um, Okay, so clean meat startup called Memphis Meats uh, has been bringing lab-grown beef and chicken to the masses. The company has raised over $17 million from investors, including Bill Gates and Richard Branson, to transform the way we eat meat. As you probably know, Mm -hmm. like uh, farming livestock is very problematic. I feel like we both have um, facts that the other knows something about this week. Yeah, is that the theme? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Such a meta theme. You talked about the cow farts before. Apparently 18% of global greenhouse gas emissions, which are driving deforestation and habitat loss, are because of agriculture farming. Yeah, eating meat is very bad for the environment. It, not to mention bad for the animals. Yeah, the animals <laughs> don't love it. It's not just a long... It's not their favourite thing. ...suffering thing. So, basically, cheap, scalable, locally brewed meat could be huge for locally the world. Locally brewed? Well, this is like the first story, right? They call it brewing. It's like wow. an alchemy because you're getting the cells and the bit of the biochemistry and then you just, like... Make a meat. Yeah. And like people, I feel like people get really grossed out by it. But I feel like if you consider what the alternative is, it's much better. But why? It's just cells. I know. Why would you get it? Like, I, I understand that people, uh, Do you, what do you think about like stem cell research as well? Um, do you know much about it? In terms of like. Is it morally okay? Um, look, uh, it's a big question uh, <laughs> that I don't have the answer for. <laughs> we, can, we can delve into it in another time. Uh, but we can all agree that farming, if we could get rid of it and still keep the meat, that'd yeah. be wicked. Yes. That's something we can all agree on. Um, Once again, I wouldn't eat it, but would be because I don't have any interest to it, but would be so happy for the masses to have it as an alternative. So apparently you only need the tiniest biopsy from the animal to be able to start growing and this meat. And isn't it once you've done that one biopsy, you don't have to keep doing oh, it? Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's just like get the cells, 
replicate, replicate, replicate. They reckon over the coming years that programmable food, which they can build molecule by molecule, yeah, like Lego, <laughs> uh, with these big cellular factories, could be what the world eats. And surely it would be healthier for you because it wouldn't be like pumped full of like hormones and stuff as well. Yeah. 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 So that's and they the could thing like control the leanness of it, etc. The food security, as they talked about, like yeah. you don't know you buy beef, you don't know about yeah. where that beef has come from, especially if you're in a fast food chain as well. Yeah. Who knows what that is? But I have to say, even like mock meat has come so far. Like I haven't eaten meat in a really long time, but sometimes I'll eat like fake chicken, and I like swear that someone's pulling the wool over my eyes. In Melbourne, here they have a. A restaurant called Smith and Daughters. Have you yeah, ever been yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. had like a fake prawn. Wow. That was I love prawn. It was delicious. Right. It tasted exactly like a prawn. Apparently, they're building sushi-free sushi as oh, well. Oh, that's good because of um because uh, I've been watching Blue Planet too, and we're not doing good to the oceans right now. No, we're not doing good to our planet right now. No, we are not great. You'll go. Do you remember um, the Olympics in Rio? <laughs> you know, what? I didn't watch much of the Rio Olympics you the at all. It's like you're quite into like Olympics history, right? No, not me. I don't you know. Knew you knew a lot about do. one Olympics at oh, least. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about like the Barcelona Olympics. Yeah, and I was and like, then quite Atlanta, with- and then Sydney. And then Athens, I think, after that. So you don't so much know about Olympics. You can just name where they've been. I I remember there was a period of my childhood where I was loving the Olympics sick, like watching as much Olympics as I possibly could. And, like, not just the normal sports like swimming or diving, but, like, the weird sports like judo and wrestling and fencing. I love fencing. I like the um, synchronised swimming and the gymnastics. Yeah, oh, gymnastics. And the diving. The the famous one. Um, Once I was, like, uh, watching the gymnastics at the last Olympics. Was that Rio? Was that the last one? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it was Brazil. No, that was the World Cup. God, I don't know. Anyway, I was watching the gymnastics and, like, this awesome song was on in the background and I, like, tweeted Channel 7 going, um... What is this song? Not expecting a response. Yeah. And then the commentator on air went, oh, we've been getting a few messages what the song was for you the Chinese so famous. gymnast act. And it was Run Boy Run by Woodkid. Such a great song. Take a listen to that. Right now? No. We can't Stop play it. listening we, to the podcast. No, no. Turn it off. Go to iTunes. <laughs> or Spotify. Or Apple Music. Any of them. Go or, or Pandora, YouTube. Or YouTube. Or Google Play Music. Or iHeartRadio, or that's it. That's all of them. The other ones are dead now. Even yours? What? Omni? No, we're on Omni right now. Yeah, oh. go to Omni. I hope it's not dead. No, we didn't do music, just podcasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how the Olympics was meant to like save Rio? Ah, uh, yes. Do you know how Rio's going right oh, now? Oh no, probably not good. Not so great. <laughs> um, what is your theme? <laughs> $13 billion uh, the Olympics cost, and now it is just a 
bunch of debt-ridden, polluted, filthy structures. Because I remember at the time, even like when the athletes were moving into the village, mm. there there'd just be a bunch of stuff that was like half finished. There'd be like two toilets next Rio to each other. Rio was not ready to have the Olympics. Oh no, we really forced it on them, and we've kind of ruined Guys, them. Yes, we're coming. We're <laughs> coming for a great sport event. Athletes have been replaced by looters and vandals, uh, mud and rat poo encrusted Olympic pools. Wait, is your theme failed social experiments? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so it's really messed up, um, like, the locals and the local economy. Like, there were so many promises to be made. Like, the athlete's village um, was meant to be turned into, like, a school or, like, apartments and, like, th- they don't exist. Um, it was The pool was meant to be, like, a, a free swimming pool for the poor neighbourhood. That's just completely closed. Oh, probably imagine what it looked like before it closed as well. Yeah, like, turned, like, mostly, mostly poo, I would say. <laughs> Um, and while like Olympic Park does like is still open to the public, uh, everyone's too wary of tetanus or um, getting other diseases. Oh my god! Um, there's no functional bathrooms. It's basically this huge wasteland now. And the officials keep like making promises that they're going to turn it around, uh, but they don't because I mean they don't have the money to do so. And it's just ruined the country as a whole. But if you ever need like a um, a set for like a nuclear fallout movie, <laughs> they'll probably be I've got happy to place. have you. I mean, you need to worry out for like the radioactive rats and the tetanus and the scorpion people that live there now. It makes for a better movie because people are like actually scared as the actors. Have you ever seen a movie called Raw? No. It is. Is it? Uh, is it just Katy Perry star in it? No, it's a borderline snuff film Uh-oh. where. Um, it was made in like the seventies. What? Think. It sounds so wholesome. Yeah, it's it's basically a bunch of. What, there's one famous actress in it. Um, Kate Blanchett, Kate Winslet, Rooney Mara, Kate Mara, Melanie Griffith. Ah, and Tippi Hedren's in it too. And the whole plot of it is like um, this Ashley Judd. This guy who is I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is running like a wildlife sanctuary in South Africa, and it's just full of lions. Hmm. And the actors actually had to act with all these lions. And there are so many male lions put in the same space. And as as you know, working at the zoo, male lions don't hang out together. Oh, they do in bachelor groups. But if they're like dominant males, then they wouldn't. Oh, these lions were attacking each other, attacking the humans, the actors. Jesus. There were just too many lions. Like every scene ended with the actors all bleeding and stuff like that. Oh, my God. No one died, but it was the most traumatic viewing experience of my life. Is it bad that I'm most worried about the lions' welfare? No, I think everybody's welfare was threatened. Yeah, right. Also, speaking of major sporting events, have you heard about Russia's stadium? No. So, you know Russia's hosting the next World Cup? No. Do you know what sport the World Cup is? Yes. Which one? Soccer. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... Russia, like, they realised... I don't. I actually don't know the story behind this, so I'm totally guessing. But what I hope the story is, is that they realised that they built the stadium without enough space for everybody who needed to come into the stadium. So they were like, don't worry, we can fix it, and built that. Oh, my God. 
Which is, That's such a fixer-upper. It's like a perfect ring stadium, except for about what I, looks like 20,000 seats. Can the top even see in? That just looks like the seats have just fallen out of the stadium. It doesn't look great. And like, imagine if it rains as well. Like, the oh, people yeah. would just get so... They must be, like, for sure the cheap seats. Everyone else is undercover in this beautiful seat. So, just type in Russia World Cup Stadium. Uh, and just look at the big Google images and that. Uh, anyway, oh, that's raw as well. Yeah, it looks like a snuff film. <laughs> it's traumatic. So Rio is a toxic wasteland now. Is the theme toxic wastelands? What was my first one about? Facebook. Was it about toxic? I guess, okay. <laughs> you get cerebral with it. <laughs> yeah. Grow yourself a mushroom lamb. Sorry, I didn't respond because I was trying to think of what the theme is. I'm guessing it's growing food. My Through cilia- science. Oh, no, but mushroom lamp isn't food. Growing food substances through science. It, the theme was biotech. All right, mate. Biotech. <laughs> Which is what basically what I meant, right? So these, these are all are written um, by a lady called Elsa Sotiriadis. Does she let it go? Let it go? Can't hold it back anymore? Very good. Um, she's the UK program director at this accelerator called Rebel Bio. Is which it like- an ice castle? I assume not. It funds uh, biotech companies, and she's like written on five of her favorite companies that they've invested in. And all of them, I think, are amazing, but two of them, I couldn't understand what they did, so they're not in this episode. But all the ones you've talked about have been like growing food substances through science. Exactly. So, mycelia are the vegetative underground parts of mushrooms. So, mm. like, I should have said their roots. Have you been to that new bar in Melbourne that's called Storyville and it's like a fairy tale theme bar no. and the bar's like a mushroom? No. I went there. It was fun. It's made mostly of sheeton and cellulose, uh, which are both like... Ah, sheeton! <laughs> which are both lightweight and robust, which means they're a great biomaterial. So what they've done is they've created the world's first mushroom lamp that you order online and then grow yourself. Do you know what it's making, what it's bringing me back to? Oh, they're cool. Yeah. But you know what it's like, it's making me think of, you know, in a bug's life when they're the leader's table and they go there and they're like in this underground thing and all of their like little podiums and mushrooms and the lights are all mushrooms. Sure. That's what it's making me think of. Yeah. Okay. A Bug's Life is a really good movie. We've spoken about this. You think ants are superior. Yes, indeed. Still do. Um, so... Uh, so you would grow these lamps yourself and then they're sustainable and they're biodegradable. Cool. Uh, because plastic pollution has become a troubling issue. Yeah, said David Attenborough for sure. Microplastics are literally everywhere. Wasn't there that thing when like um, people were like, oh, this makeup is so good at exfoliating and then oh, they worked the out. the tiny beads were like, yeah. And then it was going, going all the down ocean. the sink into the ocean. They were and then tiny the, plastic beads. And then the fe- fish eat them and then yeah. we eat the fish and now we're plastic beads. Yes, that's what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> The circle of life. So they're saying basically this mycelium-based foam could uh, replace plastic foam. Yes! Uh, And also, as I was reading about this, I read about mycelium towers, which is literally this tower that they built out of this same material. So like mushrooms, and they built a whole building out of it. Yeah. Usually your facts send me into existential dread, but like this episode you've been like... On the up. Yeah. Well, and, like, they even talk about, like, using it to make these kind of fake leathers. So, yes. So, biofabrication where they They can take- make leather out of uh, pineapples, too. Yeah. So, they, they're just basically replicating the cells of leather, mm-hmm. but just using other materials. Oh, my God. This is all great. So, all of your facts have been so great. My theme was biotech. 
think it was making the world a better place. And your thing? Listen to my last fact and tell me. There's a thing called sporadic fatal insomnia. Uh, it's an incurable condition where you suddenly can't sleep. So you stay- Don't tell me this. This is the last thing I need to learn about. So you stay awake for six to 18 months until you suffer so much brain damage- I Don't tell me this. You go insane and then die. Sporadic fatal insomnia. What is your theme? Uh, just uh, really depressing things. <laughs> God, we could not have been more different this way. I think it worked out. <laughs> Because <laughs> usually we're the opposite I'm like cute little animals And you're like robots will destroy us all Sometimes when I can't sleep The thing that makes me not sleep more Is going what if I never sleep again And now Well you, tell you me, might catch sporadic fatal insomnia talking. It's incurable Stop talking about- I just can't think of anything worse 6 to 12 months of not sleeping And then you just die Thanks uh, for your facts <laughs> This week, what do you recommend, Emily? Uh, <laughs> I recommend having a balance. Sure, there are things you read that, that that can make you really sad, but then there are a lot of good things in this world that are that are going to, towards making a better future. I recommend installing Kill News Feed on your Facebook and don't use it. I recommend mushrooms for all your household <laughs> needs. I recommend trying one animal substitute product this week. Yes. Because we just had our little vegetarian dinner before this episode. Yeah, you had a vegan Big Mac. Yeah, and it was like soybeans instead of beef. Yeah. Not as good. <laughs> but try it. Try it. Yeah. For your vegan and vegetarian friends. And for your guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend leaving us a bye-bye. Yeah. I recommend tuning in next week for the last episode of the year, which will be a Christmas, Christmas episode. episode. That's going to be all happy. No sad facts allowed. And Because um, nothing about Christmas is sad. Tell your friends about this podcast. And yes, please. Have a great week.